0: Calling all conscious achievers who are seeking more community and connection, I've got an invitation for you. Join me at this year's Summit of Greatness this September 7th through 9th in my hometown of Columbus, Ohio to unleash your true greatness. This is the one time a year that I gather the greatness community together in person for a powerful, transformative weekend. People come from all over the world, and you can expect to hear from inspiring speakers like Inky Johnson... Jaspreet Singh, Vanessa Van Edwards, Jen Sincero, and many more. You'll also be able to dance your heart out to live music, get your body moving with group workouts, and connect with others at our evening socials. So if you're ready to learn, heal, and grow alongside other incredible individuals in the greatness community, then you can learn more at lewishouse.com summit 2023. Make sure to grab your ticket, invite your friends, and I'll see you there. The reason why the world is falling in love with Jiu Jitsu
1: is because it changes the practitioner's operating system more profoundly and in less time than any other activity that we know of. Every single time you step on the mat, you're being reprogrammed literally as to how you face adversity
0: in your life. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner
2: greatness.
0: Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin.
2: It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
3: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Welcome
0: back, everyone, to the School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest. We have the inspiring Henner Gracie, who is a third-generation Brazilian jiu-jitsu master of the legendary Gracie family. My man, so great to see you. And I just took my first jiu-jitsu class from you 10 minutes ago, and I quickly realized that I'm inefficient as a human being, that I, if I get into a fight, probably I'm going to hurt someone the wrong way Someone's going to hurt me the wrong way. And I don't have the skills that I thought I once had. You know, being an, a former pro football player, a decathlete All-American, a professional handball player with Team USA as well, you know, training with Olympians and boxing, I, I actually realized how someone so much smaller than me with probably minimal skills and understanding of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu could probably, uh, you know, destroy me in a one-to-one match with the right setting. And so thank you for letting me know of how much more I have to grow as a human being to really feel a sense of inner peace and confidence. And I have inner peace until just now. So now I know that I need to (laughs) master a new skill uh, and especially with the world feeling sometimes out of control or our own worlds feeling out of control. When we learn how to master ourselves and learn the principles that you're gonna talk about today uh, about this book, The 32 Principles, about harnessing the power of jujitsu to succeed, not only in business and relationships, but in your life, then I feel you can have true inner peace. So I'm excited, excited that you're here. And before we dive into the book and and into the background of how you became a master through your family and through your grandfather, who was, I guess, one of the founders of the UFC, why do you think, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is something that everyone should at least take a, a boot camp of classes over any other type of fighting techniques. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me and uh, thank you for trusting me
1: yeah. to guide you in that first lesson.
0: You didn't break my arm, which was good. Right. You and it strangled
1: me. <laughs> I almost felt like us sitting down to talk about principles of Jiu Jitsu applied to life and business and relationships. It was hollow if you didn't know where all of my enthusiasm and where all of my passion came from. Yes. So I'm so happy that you trusted me to try jujitsu jitsu today and have your first class. And the fact that it shattered some of your dreams, it reminded you of some <laughs> of your
0: vulnerabilities. Yes.
1: It kind of like really just gave you a whole new perspective on where you live and where you exist in the world relative to other people with these skill sets. Well,
0: yeah, here's the interesting thing because I feel safe. You know, when I walk around, when I'm with my girlfriend, I feel like when I look around, I can take on anyone. Maybe it's like ego, or maybe it's just my ignorance or my naivety, or maybe it's just like I work out hard. I train hard. I'm Mm -hmm. strong. I'm athletic. I can run away from stuff also. I know I can escape something if they can't grab me, right? And so I just feel like I have awareness, and if I need to, I can sprint and get out of it. But now noticing that, if someone comes behind me and grabs me, I may not have that skill. If they put me in a chokehold real quick, I may not know what to do. And that's a scary thing knowing that when there's a scenario that you could have control over, but you don't, that's a scary thing to be aware of. And it doesn't mean I'm like terrified now. It just means, okay, there's more to learn.
1: Well, and furthermore, it's not just, you're not just feeling you know this idea of, I could escape, I'm an athlete, that's one thing. There's another liability in all of this, which is if you were to get into a fight, because remember, if you run from the fight, your girlfriend is still behind you and right, she's right. not as fast gotta, as you. Gotta, you can't <laughs> leave her in the train station and while you run upstairs and go get she's in trouble too. Yeah. So if a, if a violent situation were to happen and you choose to intervene, the problem is as athletic and powerful and strong as you are, you're more of a liability right. than an asset. Right. And I think that's what you realize today as well as we went through these techniques is like in all the situations that we contemplated and I said, what would you do here? And you're like, well, I would just punch from here. What you have to realize is you break your hand you break their face as we discussed, you brutalize the person. So at the end of the fight, even if you won the fight, you lost the war because you go to the hospital with a broken hand and the medical bill and you get served that lawsuit later for excessive use of force. Because look how strong and big you are. Yeah. Any jury is gonna look at you and say, why did you do that to the poor guy who spit on your girlfriend? You see what I'm saying? You went from being the victim to being the culprit. So you're a liability because up until this point in your life, starting today with your 1st jujitsu class, you only knew how to fight fire with fire.
0: Starting today, you learn how to fight fire with water. Wow, let's go. <laughs> it's great, You feel me? We'll put some of this B-roll in from it as well. We'll have a, the full workout and demonstration on another video linked up as well. Now, in terms of why it's addicting,
1: right? In terms of what's all the buzz about? What's all the hype about in terms of jujitsu, yes. uh, I think it's it's very profound in everyone who does it, but for those who don't, it's very misunderstood. The reason why the world is falling in love with jiu-jitsu is because it changes the practitioner's operating system more profoundly and in less time than any other activity that we know of. Explain. Yes. So what that means is there are some profound psychological shifts, reprogramming that happens once you start doing jiu-jitsu that you'd be hard pressed to find anywhere else. And there are three. Number one, how you face your problems. Number two, how you face other people, adversaries. And number three, how you face yourself. Okay, when we talk about facing your problems, conventionally speaking, if someone were to walk into this room right now and there were two people fighting, one person was on the top, one person was on the bottom, automatically, the bottom person's losing the fight top person's winning the fight
0: mm-hmm.
1: Just that's an automatic random,
0: automatic two random people or yeah
1: too, even if we were fighting even if you and i were fighting and i was on the bottom right they would walk in and say look at this big guy on top ah. of this little guy he's losing he's winning it's automatic now in jujitsu not only is this not true but in a very real sense the opposite is true because jujitsu teaches us to be underneath in very uncomfortable positions, and not only be comfortable, it's more than that. It teaches us to win in what so many others see as worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. I demonstrated when I was under you and I was telling you to slap me in the head and you couldn't, how quickly I snuck into a triangle choke. So you went from the dominant top position to tapping out in a matter of five seconds. And you didn't really know what happened to you. And my point is to the general public, They don't understand that you can be in a worst case scenario and win. And when you practice jujitsu, it reprograms your brain to that reality. Number two, how you face other people. From an evolutionary standpoint, larger members of a species consistently defeat smaller, weaker members of the same species. Larger gorilla, annihilates the smaller gorilla when fighting for territory or a mate a larger squirrel will annihilate a smaller squirrel weaker squirrel when it's fighting for a nut this is normal but humans are uniquely suited to violate the natural order of things the biological natural order of things to learn skills and process information that can actually give them a chance to defeat a larger stronger member of the same species And jiu-jitsu is proven over a hundred years now, the fastest way for someone to accomplish that. Wow. Number three, how you face yourself. 99.9% of the world, including all of the viewers watching right now and everyone listening right now, have never tried a jiu-jitsu class Mm. because they don't feel capable. They feel too old. They feel too young. They feel too fat. They feel too skinny, too tall, too short. Every excuse you can imagine they're giving themselves those excuses as to why not to do jiu-jitsu. But for the lucky few who make it onto the mat, not only do they realize that their fears or their beliefs about their inabilities or incapabilities are not true, they realize that they're more capable in the very bodies that they were born with than anything they ever imagined. And the analogy I like to use is like a Swiss army knife, right? Every human being in the world I see as a Swiss army knife. But the crazy part is all of them are existing having only ever used the knife feature. Mm -hmm. Literally the knife, the blade. These people have no idea that they have a tweezer. They have a Phillips head. They have a nail file. They have a magnifying glass. They have scissors. And the actual most robust Swiss army knife, I looked it up a few nights ago, has 33 tools on it. And what jiu-jitsu does is it teaches you how to use your body. You felt that today in ways that you never imagined possible to acquire leverage over your opponent. Wow. So every single time you step on the mat, you're being reprogrammed literally as to how you face adversity in your life. Number one, the problems you thought were insurmountable are surmountable. Number two, the people you thought were undefeatable are defeatable. And number three, the body you thought wasn't capable is capable. And this is why jiu-jitsu is so indicting because it makes what was never before possible absolutely possible. And initially, this reprogramming happens as a function of learning techniques. For example, today, I put you down. I got on top of you. What would you do? You struggled. I can't, Henry. I don't know. Switch roles. (laughs) And then I showed you a move and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was awesome. And you did it. And you're like, all right. I believe that what I thought wasn't possible is possible. And then I did it a second time and a third and a fourth and a fifth. And before you know it, all these techniques are giving you solutions, Lewis, to problems that always existed that you never knew were surmountable, right. that were achievable and overcomeable. So now you're like, man, this is amazing. Give me more techniques. And that addiction that addiction will last for several years, two or three years, where you're like, give me more moves really? to solve problems. But what eventually happens for every long-term jujitsu practitioner is they realize after learning hundreds, eventually thousands of techniques, wow. individual solutions to individual problems, is they realize that there are fundamental techniques that hold this entire thing together. A rather limited set of 32 principles make every one of those techniques possible. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we have an alphabet to our jujitsu language. And once you identify what those 32 principles are in your jiu-jitsu, you become capable of creating techniques in situations where you don't have a technique for. Wow. And it becomes magical. There, You could put me in any position right now on the ground, hold me however you wanted. If I know a technique, I'll deploy it. If I don't know it, I'll make it up on the spot as a function of the foundational principles that make all the moves possible. And then once I create a technique using two, three, five, any selection of these principles, I'll make it up on the spot. You will be blown away because you'll think it's a move that I've known for years, but I just made it up right now. And this ability to improvise is only possible once you become a student and a practitioner of the principles of Jiu-Jitsu. And then the real breakthrough happens when you realize that these 32 principles are not limited in their deployment in combat situations, but that they have equal potency in every aspect of personal and professional life.
0: There's so much I wanted to ask you about during that, um, but first I heard you say there's three main things that you face: is you face your problem, or how you face your problem, how you face other people, and how you face yourself. Right? Is that is that the That's three exactly right? What is the biggest problem that you face today? That's a great question. Of these three, is it you know, other people, yourself, or a problem? The biggest problem I face today is one that we are tackling together right now.
1: Is we have the most powerful fighting system known to man ever in terms of jujitsu. And when I say most powerful, I'm not saying other arts aren't valuable. I'm saying the one that can do the most for the people with the least. Really? Yes. That's what makes jutsu the best. How many, how many martial arts practices
0: are Good there? Good question.
1: I would say What are hundred, the main? Well, I would say, yeah, you're talking about the karate, kung fu, taekwondo, kickboxing, boxing, judo, sumo, wrestling, savat, shoot fighting. Then you start to get like variations of those, right? right? Like those are the ones, jujitsu. I
0: maybe there's ten.
1: Yeah, I would say ten to twenty, just because I don't want to be Krav Maga. Like you have these other, but then each one of those has kind of like different denominations of the same religion, right? There's like other variations of it. So there are dozens and dozens of martial arts, and they all have great things to offer. And if you trace back to the roots of what each one was designed for, they neutralize that particular concern. We just happen to be lucky in jujitsu that ours was designed by our grandmasters, Elu and Carlos Gracie, to help a smaller, weaker person prevail against a giant. That was it. That's all that had to happen. Small, weak men against larger, stronger, aggressive, crazier, meaner, uglier men. And then eventually the spillover to women and children is automatic because women in a self-defense situation or a child in a bullying encounter, they need equally efficient solutions. But to, to your question, the, what's the problem the problem is this, we have the most powerful martial art on the planet. We have the most powerful promotional vehicles for this martial art, the UFC. Yeah. You got Joe Rogan, you got Jocko. Now we got Lewis <laughs> in the School of Greatness yeah. advocating for jiu-jitsu. And you see it in movies now, at Avatar, the guy on the scene on top of the mountain, he chokes out the dragon that he strangles and then he submits it and then he rides the thing. That's jiu-jitsu influence in the movie. So the point is, we have the most powerful art, the most powerful promotion vehicles, but yet 99.9% of the human population has never stepped foot on the mat. Mm. So my biggest problem that I face is yeah, I... as someone who is very proud of being a member of this, this iconic family that bring this art to America and to the world, my job isn't done until everyone is doing jiu-jitsu. Uh. And the reasons they don't do it, I named a few. There are others but it's my job to not only make it desirable and known to everyone by introducing people like yourself to the art and showing that introduction and showing that it's safe and it's fun and it's effective and anyone can do it. And all of their fears are unfounded, but also to create the vehicles through which the world can learn Jiu Jitsu in a safe and structured way. Because there are lots of Jujitsu schools and unfortunately it's such an unregulated industry that many of them teach Jiu Jitsu in ways that are both confusing, unsafe injuries happen quite frequently and um, and also contextual relevance isn't always the case when people are learning. There's a lot of emphasis on aspects of jujitsu that do not give a brand new student the sense of confidence and empowerment that you were introduced to today and that, um, that we try to do with every one of our students right, that we right, help right. learn this
0: art. What, so of all the, you know, call it 20, 30 different martial arts, you get a black belt, the same size in Jujitsu versus a black belt of the same size and weight and shape uh, in another martial arts, the other top martial arts, which one typically would win? And- jiu-jitsu every time. Really? A hundred years have proven it. Really? That's what we've done, Lewis. This is the
1: whole point. Wow. This is why we're sitting here today. This is why you know about the UFC. Yes. This is why the UFC was born. This is why the UFC had staying power. This is why the Gracie family is known all over the world. This is why the U.S. Army completely rewrote their hand-to-hand combat manual to be based on Gracie combatives and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu techniques that we taught them 20-plus years ago when the UFC first came out. So, or now 30 years. So, this is the whole point. This is why this is so remarkable. And I'm saying this not to be boastful. I'm saying this out of pride and excitement of the fact that I'm part of a family that has completely flipped martial arts on its head. And when people ask, what's the biggest thing that the Gracie family has done? I think that we, the Gracie family has completely violated and redefined the distance from which a fight is fought. For the longest time, you think Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, movies, Hollywood really influenced, but they're doing what looks good on camera. And as any actor or fight choreographer uh, choreographer will tell you, what looks good on camera yeah. and what really works yeah, are two separate bodies, right? Like my wife worked for the WWE for six years. So, camera versus reality, it's a whole different yeah. world.
0: It doesn't look good when you're just laying on top of this someone. Is, no, it's not the arm. It's unremarkable. <laughs> yeah. It's boring. Now, why though, when I watch the UFC or the Ultimate Fighter, are they, it seems to me like they're always standing up and they're yep. always punching, kicking, they're, they're, they're keeping their distance, they're trying to get the elbows in the face, the So, the what strikes. has happened? Why, why don't it's, they just all been, do on. Brazilian
1: Jiu-Jitsu? It's been 30 years. They all do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. So, for example, my brother and I are both black belts, and when we spar, it's like two grizzly bears, right? right? And no one really has an advantage. If you make one mistake, you get caught. But for the most part, it's a draw, like, very tight. And it wasn't always, I'll tell you that story separately, like, he beat me up for many years, and then I had a breakthrough. But the point is, it's very neutralized. So what you see today is everyone does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They're all great at it. Everyone's great at wrestling. Everyone's great at kickboxing, right? But here's the whole point in the world, the population of the world, not everyone can kickbox because we don't want to get punched in the nose. And not everyone can wrestle because it's a relentless sport that is incredibly unforgiving. And there's a reason why you graduate high school and you're done wrestling, yeah. maybe a little college, but after that your body simply can't take it. Yeah. And it's injurious, it's so intense. Unlike jiu which my grandfather did till 95 years old on the farm, wow. training till the very end. So the beauty is, MMA is a great vehicle for promoting jujitsu and the arts, but the general public looks at that and what they say, Lewis, is they go, mm, I don't want to get down, I don't want to do this, it's too violent, yeah. I don't want to do that thing in the cage. But what I'm here to say, and why we've done Gracie Breakdowns, we have a YouTube channel with half a billion views of people who want to see videos of how these techniques come to life like we did today, yeah. where the technical side of it, and then my goal and my, my cry at the end of every video is listen, it is for you you can do jiu jitsu you can do jiu jitsu it's for all of us wow. but someone has to convince them to get off the couch step on the mat for the first time and the teacher that is trusted with that first class has to make sure they don't get hurt they're safe and what they learn makes sense to them like it did for you today where you say wow When's class number two? Teach right, right. me more. You feel me? Teach me more. There yeah, you go. Exactly. I give you the first class for free. Yeah. You get hooked. <laughs> and then I'll catch you on the back end. You know, exactly. Feel like but my point is, it's so easy to ruin it. But when you ask my biggest problem, that's my biggest problem. The best martial art on the planet, the biggest promotional vehicles, and 99.9% of the population has never tried a class. And my job is to flip that so that only 0.1% is remaining when I'm done.
0: Wow. place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
3: a lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
0: So did your grandfather start this martial art? Or how did this actually come about where he learned these things and, and made it, you know, a thing?
1: Yeah, so my great uncle Carlos Gracie uh, was introduced to j- jiu as it was practiced in Japan uh, by a Japanese my, uh, immigrant who went to Brazil. Once he learned this Japanese art, oh. he became very fanatical about it. He loved it. But my, my Carlos was the oldest brother. My grandfather was the youngest brother. So while his older brothers started practicing and were quite effective in their practice and having fun, they started teaching it in Brazil. Uh, my grandfather was the little runt of the family, and doctors prohibited him from doing any athletic activity because he suffered from vertigo-type uh, conditions where he could run and he would pass out from exhaustion. So he, he was limited. So he dropped out of school in the third grade, and then he basically is sitting watching his brother's practice all day, every day, as a matter of course, so his brothers were training. He was only observant. One day, a student showed up for a private class with Carlos, the oldest brother. But my grandfather was there to watch, but Carlos was absent. So the student says, he's just there. Carlos, no Carlos, no Carlos. And my grandfather was there to observe around 16 years old. And Elie said, hey, Carlos isn't here. If you would like to, I'll go through the class with you and just go through the techniques until my brother shows up. What do you say? And the, the, the man, much older gentleman said, yeah, of course, kid, let's go. They do the class. They complete the class. Carlos shows up very apologetic at the end, and then the student says, hey, no problem. In fact, I had a class with your younger brother, and if you don't mind, I would like to keep training with him from now on. So a student promoted my grandfather to a teacher. Then off he went. He's having the best time of his life learning jiu-jitsu, but he's realizing there's certain limitations in these techniques for his body that made it difficult with his limited physique to be effective. So
0: adaptations began. So that was the Japanese jujitsu. Yes, It's kind of coming in, and yes. And now you're transitioning. So what's
1: happening there. is the emphasis and the techniques and the, the prioritization of leverage and timing and patience and energy efficiency over brute strength and speed and power, that shift is happening in their hands. And my, my grandfather went from the youngest brother to becoming the family champion such that Carlos was now organizing challenge matches against every martial artist you can imagine in Brazil wow. was challenged by my grandfather. Some accepted, some did not. The brown bomber, Joe Lewis, the heavyweight boxing champion in America, went to Brazil. My grandfather challenged Joe to a fight and Joe denied, did not accept the challenge. So this is like, this is what's happening in Brazil during this era, way before the UFC was ever even dreamt of. So then my dad is born into this legacy of fighting and his brothers. My grandfather had nine children. Carlos had 21 children, 30 kids, 105 grandchildren between the two of them, including myself. So my dad is born into this fighting legacy. From day one, you're learning Jiu-Jitsu. He comes to America after graduating law school in Brazil, comes to America in 1978, gets established right down here in in Hermosa Beach, Southern California. And every person he meets, he invites for a free class. And then that person invites another friend. They get a free class. The friend gets a free class. Everyone you tell gets a free class. And before you know it, the garage is full. And during that time, challenge matches are happening where people who who practice multiple martial arts are like, hey, they go tell their karate master, come to Torrance and come try this. Come to Hermosa Beach this jiu-jitsu stuff is really good. The karate master says, no, I don't agree with it. I don't think it would work on me. My d- They come back and tell my dad, yo, my master doesn't think this would work on them. And my dad goes, hey, well, tell your master. And if he ever wants to try it out, it'd be my pleasure. Right. And then the master gets told that and they say, yeah, I accept the challenge. And then they show up in the garage wow. and these challenge matches are happening. No rules, no referee. It's just a fight on a mat. Anything goes, do whatever you want. We fight until someone's knocked out, broken or taps out or gives up whatever it is. And they would get choked out like this time and time. Oh my gosh, bro. These guys are practicing breaking boards for 30 years. They simply cannot believe that they cannot land one punch for their life. They can't land one? One. Why can't they? Distance management, like I showed you when we talked about the Mike Tyson situation in our class. Whoever manages the distance manages the damage that can be done. And the reason why... People get knocked out in fights is because they stand at the striking range. You know this from being a boxer. Yes. From standing at a striking range, and they give and they get and they give and they get. But if I stand too far away, meaning six feet away, two to arm lengths, you punch. can't punch or kick me.
0: If you're too close, you can't get a great punch. Yes. And yeah. when you
1: come towards me, Lewis, to try to punch me, I come in. Yeah. And I do so without any warning or notice. And I got you now, and I've grabbed a hold of you. And all it takes is one. So really? for you, you have to hit me and knock me out. And that's a very hard, you can throw a hundred punches and never knock me out. I just have to grab you once. Right, right. And if I grab you, your life is over. Unless I choose to spare your life, <laughs> which I will because I'm a compassionate right, right. human being. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, I have a, I can do whatever I want with you once um, I grab you one time.
0: And this is what happened in all these challenge matches. So you, right now, versus Mike Tyson in his prime, you would win every time. You got to choose where to put your money. But that's what you believe. I put every, my house, all my kids, all my money, everything
1: I own, I put on that and I double it the next day. Wow.
0: Unless he got lucky with one punch.
1: Yes, that's my point a, is yeah. this. He has to get lucky with one punch, which if you see two professional boxers boxing, how hard is that? It's oh, hard to get hard, that punch. hard. Right? And if I stand six feet away, there is no punch. And then when I close the distance and I grab it, these punches are no longer powerful because I'm too close. Wow. And to be clear, Hoist challenged Mike at his prime. Hoist, and there was a challenge where Hoist Gracie... Challenge Mike Tyson publicly, and Mike did not accept the challenge at his boxing prime. Wow. So this has already happened,
0: and Mike unless it was boxing rules. Of course, that that you, no, it's, would... it is suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The same way MMA or what we now call MMA, but back then is normal uh, Valley Tudo, which is called everything goes in Portuguese Valley Tudo. Mike versus any member of the Gracie family, you know, and their athletic, healthy, you know, yeah, state yeah, of 25, yeah. 35, 40 years old. Mike has no chance. And he knows this and he respects this because he's playing a sport. Boxing is a sport. It's one sliver of a fight. Jiu-Jitsu is a complete fighting system that covers the striking, the distance management, the distance closure, the taking the fight to the ground. On the ground, whether we're on top or on bottom, whether you're striking me or not makes no difference. If you practice Jiu-Jitsu in its fullest form, you have control of
0: every aspect of the fight. Have you ever had to use this in the real world? Yeah. Like out in public, as someone ever, have you around a Twelve someone? years old. Really? Twelve years old. As an adult, have you had to also or no? Yes. I mean, here's the irony of it all. So as a,
1: when I was twelve, I fought. When I was like out in the streets. Yes. When I was thirty-five, I verbally de-escalated because I knew how to fight. Right. That's the key in all of this. The number one skill everyone listening and watching right now needs for self defense is the ability to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so critical. And this isn't true with just strangers. It's also true in our personal relationships, in our intimate relationships, <laughs> right? so important. Boundary setting. But let's take it to the self-defense realm for a second. What was this at 35? What happened? Oh, I'm going to tell you, but I'm going right. to frame it. Okay. Okay. So self-defense is boundary setting because let's say you're a woman at a gas station pumping gas and someone is walking towards you. You don't know who they are. They might be even nicely dressed. Let's just make it less suspicious. There's a normal looking guy walking towards yeah. you. Yeah. For a woman non- in that situation- threatening No, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. A woman doesn't know. But let's say her senses yeah, tell, tell her. her uh, yeah. Doesn't feel right. There's nobody else in the gas station. He's moving directly towards her. There's no car next to you. She, there's no store over there. He's not, where is he going? So if she starts to feel that feeling, the number one thing she must do is turn and look directly at him and say, don't get any closer. Wow. Set a boundary. Stay right there. Yeah. If he takes one more step, I said, don't get any closer. She has to escalate because when you set a boundary, you've now created the opportunity to reveal intention. Mm. If you don't set a boundary, you don't ever have a a, a way of assessing truly the intention. If you say, hey, don't get any closer. And he backs up and says, I'm so sorry, ma'am, you dropped this.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: I was going to give it to you, but I can see that I shouldn't have walked towards you when you're by yourself. I'm so sorry. I'll leave it here. No harm, no foul. Everyone's happy. Everyone went home safely. Amazing. Or if you say, hey, don't step any closer. And he takes one more step by saying, but ma'am, I just want to make sure if you need any help. I don't need any help. Stay where you are. You see how he tried to give her the runaround, the conversational web, we call this. When he tries to give her that runaround and wrap her into that web of random mumbo jumbo question and answer, just random conversation to trick her to get closer. He's trying to get closer so he can take action without being detected. The point is, you'll never know that it's game on until you set that boundary. So when we teach women, when we teach children dealing with bullies, and even when we teach men in a road rage incident, I'm going to say, guys, you got to get out of the car. He might be upset. You need to tell him, stay right where you are. I can see you're upset. I'm going to take my car out of this parking spot because I know you can see that you think it was your spot, but don't take one step closer. And if he takes another step, guess what? It's on. Do you understand? You set a boundary. You reveal the intentions. Here's the problem.
0: <laughs> Here's the
1: problem, Louis, it gets worse. Whether it's a child, whether it's a woman, whether it's a man, people don't set boundaries that they aren't capable of enforcing. Mm, they're false boundaries. Yeah, they're hollow. Right, right, they're hollow. You can't say don't take one more step. If them taking one more step, your whole yeah, yeah, system's gonna yeah. you <laughs> gonna hardwire and you're gonna trip out and run in circles and run. Do you understand? You don't have the backup. Yeah. So here's what this is all about. Learn how to fight so you never have to fight. Yes. That's the whole game. I don't get into fights as an adult because I'm so empowered with jujitsu jitsu that there isn't an altercation that I can't verbally de-escalate. It doesn't exist unless someone is in the act of violently assaulting someone, Yes, in which case I will intervene and put out that fire with water and compassion and I'll protect the aggressor I'll protect the victim and I'll protect myself. We all go home. No one goes to the hospital. That's my ability and my commitment if I have to intervene. So unless of course I have to use a higher level. I'm not to say that if I don't catch you in an arm bar and you have a knife in your hand, yeah. the arm is coming off until you drop the knife. I'll take the arm off and I'll go home and hang it on my mantle. So to be clear, I have the ability, but I also have the ability to do everything I want to yes. do without hurting. Anyone. That, hey, yeah. Yes.
0: And you you never had to have you ever had to intervene in a fight?
1: So the situation that I had, I was at the I was at the um Anaheim House of Blues for an Ozo Motley concert, amazing band. Uh Uli, the head one of the t- head guys there is a black belt of ours. He was performing, and I was in the crowd, it was me and my wife, and there's a guy next to me who literally created his own mosh pit.
0: Mm. Just banging oh, people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no one is moshing right now. And I'm not even in the front. I'm like way back, like where the bar is. I don't drink, right? Yeah. Just water and watermelon juice. But like I'm back where the bar is. And I'm hanging out, like getting a good view, like a good eye level. And he's just throwing a mosh. And in my mind, I'm like, I can move, but he will make someone else's life uncomfortable. You feel me? Like, this is inappropriate. He's just, he's tripping on some drugs or alcohol or both. And I said, if he bumps me one more time, I will have to make this (laughs) clear. He bumped you. Bro, it was, it was crazy. So yeah. So he freaking comes in. He bumps again. Boom. He hits me again. Right next to him, I grab him by the neck and I say, hey bud, I see you're having a really good time. Wow. I say, but do me a favor, do not bump into me one more time or we're gonna have to dance. What is- and then I alleviated my squeeze.
0: <laughs> what happened? Said, okay.
1: And there was no more mosh pit. Wow.
0: So, so you you never had to get in a fight then. You've always been able to DS. I've players. had some challenge matches where guys come into the school and say, "I believe in kickboxing. I believe in jiu-jitsu. Let's right, fight!" Boom, so somebody out the in public, the street. No. I
1: have not—not not in my recollection. Right, right. Except for the challenge matches and the fight when I was younger, when I was a kid, and then every week we put on gloves and we punch each other while we practice in a safe way. But right, yeah, right, right, not right, right, really yeah. having to. Yeah, nothing nice. out in the street. That's what I mean. Because that's the challenge, right? And, and when you—it's almost like imagine if I carried a gun everywhere. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Always. And I spoke to people as if I had a gun. How many fights do you think I would get it? None, right? Because they know I have a gun. Yeah. I don't carry a gun, but I carry the confidence of someone who has a gun. So I speak the same way, right? And they feel it. Mm. And if anything, push comes to shove, right? Which, if the combative energy of a interaction starts to escalate, calm, assertive, right? Cesar Milan, who yes. I've taught as well. Yeah, he's great. Calm, assertive. Well, listen, man, I can see you're having a good time. Do mm-hmm. me a favor. Don't bother me one more time or it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And when you talk like that, he thinks either I have a gun uh, or I have a jujitsu black belt. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know. And he doesn't want to pay to find out.
0: Mm-hmm. What is someone with your type of skill sets and your decades of experience and training, not only you mastering it for yourself, but also you teaching and empowering others to become black belts eventually and watching them overcome challenges. What does someone like yourself deal with insecurity? Do you have insecurities still that you face? Is it a different type of insecurity or fears that you face with this? Or is it just less and more confidence than without the black belt or without the training? a heavy question. Um, When we talk about my insecurities or my
1: fears, I think my biggest fear is letting my sons down. You feel me like we get one go at this. I have two boys, seven and four. And I'm like, I've seen a lot of people kind of play their movies out and, and, and the movie ends in a way that, you know, was not either what they wanted or what they intended. I have an, a vision for how my movie ends and where it goes, and my biggest fear is that I fall short of how I anticipate my movie going. Right when it comes to, um, right, living up to, I think my kids' expectation of me, or living up to my full potential as a father, as a husband. Um, that's my only big fear, big insecurity. Uh, other than that, professionally, it's very good. I've, I've achieved heights that I never imagined would be possible from someone who, right, grew up in a martial arts family, right, for all intended purposes, a karate family, right, to the general public, wearing a uniform and practicing jujitsu moves on the mat, never went to college, right, no degree, but now, you know, sitting at the helm of multiple uh, very successful businesses in and out of jujitsu. So professionally, I'm very happy. Um... Relation, relationship wise, uh, it's great. I have a wonderful marriage with a wife that I've been with for over a decade now, and it's just everything is great. Wow. Right? So for me, it's like, how does this movie end? Where do I go? And do I continue to be the father to them that, um, that I know I can be? And I just don't want to let them down, and that's it.
0: How do people, after they go through jujitsu training for a while, how do their intimate relationships usually tend to go? You know, yeah. maybe they're in the child you want and they get out of it, or they improve it, or are people in jujitsu single and divorced? Are they more like, okay, they see the, the value of actually committing and being in an intimate relationship and honoring your partner. How is the community overall with healthy conscious relationships? And what does it teach you about sure. intimacy?
1: Um, great question. There is a very common thing that occurs on the green mats in jiu-jitsu heaven here at our school in the tour. It's called Gracie University. Very common thing, which is when um, people, um, men in particular, stop coming to class for a while. Like say they stub a toe, they professionally, they get caught up with a work mission, two or three weeks go by. Their wives are the ones who tell them to go back to class. Wow, yeah. So that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Patience, right? Uh, humility.
0: Humility. You can submit it humility, all the time. Yeah.
1: Patience, right? The energy, right? Letting that energy out, that physical release of Jitsu, All the principles, right? That we talk about in the book, um, that are reinforced every single day. The problem solving principles, the clock principle, um, the win wins, right? All of these aspects that are so prominent on the mat leak into every aspect of our lives. We become better fathers, better husbands right? Better brothers, better bosses, better employees, every aspect of your life, you will be a better performer in that capacity with the principles of jujitsu in your arsenal, right? In your problem solving arsenal. Because when you deal with adversity in the unique and effective ways that jujitsu deals with adversity on a daily basis, you can't not allow it to spill into every other aspect of your life. Once you're efficient somewhere, you're efficient everywhere. How you are anywhere is how you are everywhere.
2: NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or Lending Partner Banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home And jujitsu, it
1: just reprograms us in the ways that I already explained. Yeah. Such that when you go home, or you go to the office, or you're existing anywhere else, you're not a, you're not the same human being anymore. You're different. You're wired differently, and this is where the addiction comes from, right? It becomes a new source of your, right, your 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 mental and psychological programming. And if you detach from it for an extended period of time, it it it's it's a perishable skill, right? It's a perishable yeah. relationship. So it's one that we want to keep close to heart at all times. And the regular practice will constantly reinforce Mm. that.
0: What are the principles of jujitsu that teach an individual how to gain more confidence and how to understand and really know the psychology of any human being they interact with? Great question. There isn't a principle that
1: teaches confidence. There is an art that when practiced, Mm. unavoidably builds confidence in the practitioner. We have a student, Maximo, a young kid, um, maybe 10 years old, has been bullied for three years now. Incessant bullying, it's affecting the parents, it's affecting the family. They've talked to the school, they've talked to the principals, they're on the brink of pulling this kid out of school. And then we came into the summer break right now, so it's a little breather, but they're literally on the fence and they came in to Gracie University. And the mom is, you know, again, what do we do? But they saw a video online of a transformation for a bullying victim that we did where we flew a kid from Indiana and we transformed him in one week after getting pummeled on a video in the, oh. in the locker bay. We transformed this young man named Austin, went home, never had problems with bowling again, completely transformed his life, became a U.S. Marine, absolute stud. Wow. And her whole life changed at Gracie University. So anyways, they saw that video. They showed Maximal and he liked the video and he, I wanna go, I wanna do this. So he came to class, starts doing Jiu with us. It's been just the summer right now. He has two stripes on his white belt, which is like 20 classes. So very new. He was at Junior Guards, which is a lifeguard training program. He's a very good swimmer. And a friend, him and, him and Ozzy, his friend, were hanging out. And another boy came over and was bullying uh, um, Maximo. So he was being quite aggressive with him, making inappropriate jokes and really making fun of him. And then Ozzy stands up and says, hey, man, leave him alone. Kind of just steps in and intervenes there. And then the bully turns and starts attacking Ozzy mm. put physically and verbally. And then this is Maximo's moment of truth. Oh, Wow. Because he never asserted himself ever against this opposition, against this type of aggression. So he stands up, he puts himself between Ozzy and the bully and says, hey, if you're messing with him, you're messing with me. Guy throws his hands up, mumbles something, turns and walks off. Wow. For the first time in his life, Maximo just learned that on the other side of setting a boundary, with powerful voice, powerful eyes, and powerful posture is freedom. He's free. He's free. The mom came in. I couldn't believe it. Henner, we celebrated this. Wow. Unbelievable. Everything you guys said worked exactly as we mentioned. But again, the only way he was able to set this boundary was because he had spent 20 hours building the skills to feel like, no, if you want to get down, we get down. So the jujitsu. That he learned learning how to fight prevented him from having to fight and if he ever has to get down he's ready he knows that which is why you can set that boundary
0: do you feel like you ever face a battle or a war in your own mind or do you feel like you know whenever there's an adversity you have a sense of peace and confidence that you'll be able to figure it out because you've just been through adversity so much that, or, or do you have anxiety and stress
1: no i don't um there are stressful moments yeah. right when it all comes at the same time you go okay the stress is having multiple opportunities, sometimes yeah, yeah. positive opportunities, and not knowing where to shuffle and spend your time from a, a leader of multiple businesses. So I deal with like everyone, I just have a lot going on. Yes. And I gotta choose. So that's kind of like a use stress, right? Versus the distress, right? Which is the one that you're kind of overwhelmed by in a negative way. Um, but in terms of like what's going through my head throughout this process, it always is a faith, a trust. Wow. That hey, no 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 I've been in way worse in fights against guys that are 300 pounds. Yeah, upside down on your head. Headlock <laughs> smashing, guy on top of me sweating on me and I'm down there and all I'm thinking is, oh, he makes one mistake, I'm coming out and I'm gonna get him on the chokehold on the way out. Wow. No problem, I've been here before. Really? So in life, when it's all coming at you, all I'm saying is this is the bottom of the mount. It's okay. Bottom of the mount is not the best place to be in a fight, but because of jiu-jitsu, it's also not the worst. And when the opportunity presents itself, the right move, At the wrong time is the wrong move. Timing is everything. This is the clock principle. Say it again. The right move at the wrong time is the wrong move. So if I can't escape right now, that's okay. Because right, it's going to shift. The opportunity will present itself and the circumstances will change. And when they change, my opportunity will present itself. I literally live that every single day in jujitsu. When things are not favorable, they will become favorable. You just must be patient. And you just must wait for the opportunity, if it's not an actionable opportunity available to you right now. It will be there. So in life, when it feels like it's all coming from every angle, I just sometimes will just breathe, say, okay, right now, what am I gonna focus my energy on? I might be neglecting 20 other things in my life, but I gotta do this right now. So this is what I choose. And I commit to this. This is the technique I'm gonna apply right now. If it pans out, great. If halfway through my application of this life technique, it doesn't pan out, I will pivot principle. Principle 21. Yeah, yeah. And off we go. And that's okay, and I'll pivot then. But I'm not going to stress now about whether or not this is going to pan out fully because I know when the circumstances
0: change, I am also capable of change in that moment. Wow. You know, you've got 32 principles uh, that you've learned from your family history, from the uh, martial arts history in jiu-jitsu. And um, there's five that I wanted to cover today. Yeah, let's that talk you about you think some... if we, you know... From the book, there's five that I think if people started to to tap into and started to say, how can I apply this to my life right now? What are a few key principles to give me more confidence, to give me more poise, to give me more focus, more uh, commitment in my life? I love it. um, To be able to handle adversity, what would these few be? And there's one called the clock principle. I want to get into it. You mentioned this before already, that recognizing that the right move at the wrong time is the wrong move. Can you give me one example of what that is and how we can apply this to our life? Sure. Um, So there are 32 principles we've identified, clock principle being
1: one critical, important in terms of timing, right? Timing in a fight, as you would imagine, it's everything. That spills over into our personal and professional lives as well. I had a situation where one time a psychologist who trained with us, a student of ours, a female psychologist, recommended a student to us. She said, Henner, I have a student, his name is Shane, Young man, teenager, 16 years old, who suffers from the most severe case of social anxiety that I've ever seen as a doctor. He vomits profusely in going into any situation where there's any type of social aspect of it. And I think Jutsu would be great for him, build his confidence. I said, great, bring him in. Thursday, talk to his mom. We scheduled for Thursday. I scheduled for a time where there was no one in the building. So he would be, you know, no trouble stepping in and getting a tour. Mom calls me at 4.05, five minutes after we're supposed to start the class. And says, Henner, sorry, we're not going to make it. I said, what do you mean? Where are you? She said, I'm outside in the parking lot, but we're not coming in. He's terrified. He can't do it. Wow. I said, hold on. You're outside my building right now? She said, yeah, that's me right there. I said, hold on. Can I come say hi? Yes. I walk out. I get to the car. As I approach the car on the passenger side, it's parked on the streets of the curb. I hear the most intense gut cry I've ever heard. Screaming, crying. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. (gasps) Breathing, but crying, forcing it out. And I look at the mom and I say, I'm completely shocked in this moment. I've never experienced this before. Wow. I've never dealt with extreme social anxiety like this. And I'm looking at the, 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 the mother who's standing outside the car on the passenger side to greet me. I don't know what to do. This is a situation, you have to understand Lewis, when you put it in jutsu context, I'm on the bottom of a trapping bad situation right. and I don't have the technique. I don't have the technique. You don't have the skills or the tools. I don't know the move, but I have the principles. Hmm. So in this moment, full trust that if I commit to the process, the principles will set me free. So in this moment, I see her and I said, "Look, can I go in the
2: car?" She says,
1: "Yeah, of course." So I go to the passenger side. I open the door. I walk. I sit in the chair, back seat, passenger side. He's over here on the sorry passenger side. I'm on the driver's side, and he's doubled over crying like this. And I'm just sitting watching him in the back seat here. Loud. Twenty minutes. I don't say a word. Holy cow!
0: Depletion principle.
1: Sometimes the best way to win is just to avoid losing. Let them deplete themselves. Their energy. Yes. You let them go. Imagine if I would have felt I had to hurry this up and get them in there. head. Never would have worked. Right. So I trusted in this moment as I do every day in jujitsu, wait, deplete. The time will present itself. Wow. So I'm sitting 20 minutes later, he sits up, ran out of steam. Just... And then I, I'm here. What's up, buddy? I said, hey, bro, what do you like to do for fun? Redirection principle, video games. I said, tell me more. 15 minutes, we're talking about video games. I know nothing about, I've got time for video games. I don't play video games. I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm just asking questions about video games. He's telling me his whole life about video games. Loves them. He's all animated like extra Now we're connecting, boom. Once I felt that we were here, connection principle, principle one. There was a real connection in that car. We were now socially, connecting about video games, something he loved that I redirected him towards. I said, hey, Shane, thanks for coming in. I said, we have a really nice facility and I'd love to give you a tour if you'll let me. Beautiful. Just show you around. What do you think? He like this. Okay. That's cool. I said, let's go. We get out of the car. We walk. We go in. I tour the museum, show some artifacts. I walk through the building. In my mind, at this point, all I'm thinking is he cannot leave this building without doing jiu-jitsu today. Wow. I'm telling you, I'm sweating bullets inside. Oh, How do I get it? I got to get him on the mat. I got to get him to do jujitsu. One but thing. If, but if I say, hey, dude, you want to learn jujitsu?" He's running to the car, throwing up on the way out. I can imagine, right? So like, this is a high stress, we'll call it, an intense encounter where I'm on the fly pulling from my life of jiu-jitsu on the mats. Principles to try to get this accomplished. What I'm aiming to do for this kid, because if he leaves without doing jitsu today, he's not coming back. Never. We're gonna miss our window. So I walk in the locker room. I show him our beautiful locker rooms, like a like a spa, beautiful school. We go outside. We're passing by the private training room. It's a room about this big, matted from wall to wall, mats on the floor. I open the door. I step in. Clock principle, the right move at the right time. I step on the mats with my feet, bare feet, and I say. Hey, Shane, these mats are really, really soft. You should feel them. Take off your shoes and check this out. He complies. Um, He walks in, steps on. I'm like, how about that? He's like, yeah, it's really soft. I'm like, cool. Mom, come on in. Shut the door. Got him. Wow. I say, mom, have a seat. Shane, lay down in the middle right here. The exact same technique I showed you today. Mm. I mounted on him. We're friends now. We're connected. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting I'm, I'm, getting very uncomfortable because I'm going to save this kid's life. That's my mindset. There's nothing that I wasn't willing to do in order to empower and free him from the condition that he's suffering from. Do you understand? Like yes. I'll be uncomfortable to save him. So I mount on him, which was, again, I don't know what he's going to react.
0: Maybe he's going to crick and
1: scream. I don't know. So I yeah. mount on him with the biggest smile on my face <laughs> and all the love in my heart. And I say, Shane, what would you do if someone was on top of you like this smile, love? He was like, I'll push you off. I'm like, give it a go. 8, Ten, nine, eight, seven. He's trying hard. Yeah. I'm watching his senses the whole time, verifying that he's I'm connecting here. I'm making sure he's okay. He's fine. Fine. I can't get out. Okay, cool. Let's switch roles. I toss him off in one yeah, second yeah. with the trap and roll. You know the move. Click, he's like, oh man, do it again. I do it again. He can't believe it. I show him second move, third move, fourth move, fifth move. An hour later. We're having the best time. He's doing jujitsu. I look over to the corner. His mom is
0: crying wow, quietly. Cool. Wow. Like just
1: tears just falling. It's amazing. Doesn't say a word, the whole class. And I'm like, I could not believe it. I get up, we shake hands. Hey, let's see you guys on Tuesday, right? In the next class. Next class, it only takes him 15 minutes to get out of the car. Mm. The third class, he comes back half the time. He goes into the locker room, he throws up, comes out, ready to rock. Wow. We're getting in there. I eventually transitioned him to another one of our certified instructors who guides him for the next several months. He goes into group classes now with other people practicing. He eventually earns his blue belt in jiu-jitsu, wow. graduates high school, goes to college, lives a normal life, has regular friendships, and is now having a great life. Wow! The doctor has said, "Henry, I've never seen this type of turnaround for this particular condition, this, this level of social anxiety. I've never seen it. This is un- incredible. Congratulations and thank you. And she sent us so many other students since then. That's cool. Then they start in private classes, then we gradually introduce them. So this is depletion. This is redirection principle, all in the book. This is connection principle, using every resource we have to connect with them in a way that's meaningful for them. Yes. This is the clock principle above all, I believe. Because for me to be in there, not sure what I was going to do with this kid, and then the moment I was on the mat saying, hey, take off your shoes, come feel this. The right move at the right time
0: will set you free. Mm. And that's what happened with Shane. Mm. That's a beautiful story, man. On this fateful morning. I love that story, man. That's beautiful. Again, the 32 principles. This is about harnessing the power of jujitsu to succeed in business, relationships, and life. Make sure you guys get this by Henry Gracie. It's an awesome book and an awesome introduction to just more philosophies about jujitsu and how you can apply them to your life. Um, The last one I want to talk about, again, there's 32 of them, we're going to talk about a few today, but the last one is really the grandmaster principle. Mm. Now, what is the grandmaster principle and what does it take for anyone to be a grandmaster of their own life? So let me say
1: this, as I was developing the curriculum of the 32 principles uh, with my brother, we got to the point where we hadn't, Identify, because we did not invent principles, right? Principles, gravity always existed. We revealed them. We revealed them and we classified them and we named them and then we put them into a curriculum. So, as we're going through this rigorous process of identifying these principles over an extended period of time and trying to create a, a, a cohesive curriculum surrounding them, we got to 31. And then I ran out. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, we can't end with 31. It's not an re- even number. Eight times four is 32. I want this to be a little more, right? Yes. Encapsulated. In a, in a, in a, I want to be more buttoned up with this. There needs to be one more. And I'm thinking, and literally, I'm running dry. I'm telling you, this is like lots of time spent identifying these 31, you can imagine, and just really identifying them and defining them. And then I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for 32. And I'm in the shower, literally, boom, my thing. And then it freaking hit me. The final principle must be the principle of applying all the principles and constantly evolving their application in your own life. It's the principle of all the principles. Yes. And I said, well, then that sounds awesome. What are we gonna call it? Let's name it after my grandfather, the Grand Master Principle, right? So we just gave it that name. This one, we kind of pulled up and pulled out and said, this is what it's gonna be. So what it is, is this idea that my grandfather when he learned as a young boy, as I gave you the introduction and the story of his beginning, my grandfather, after he started modifying these techniques as a young teenager and becoming the kind of the champion of the family, he didn't have a teacher, right? There was no... Instru- when he was 1920, he was on his own now. He was evolving the art, but he was his own yes. teacher. Wow. But here's the problem for most people. They don't give themselves permission to be their own teacher. They're always waiting for for someone to guide, someone to tell, someone to instruct. And what I've learned through jiu-jitsu, it was most uh, pronounced when I got my black belt. I'd been training for 19 years, my whole life, right? At 19 years old, my grandfather awards me my black belt. And it was such a surreal moment because at that moment, I said, wow, now I've achieved the belt that I've always dreamt of. And all my legendary uncles are, and my dad, and all the heroes of this family, world-famous fighters. I now have the same belt as them. It's black. But I feel like there's still so much more to go. And then I realized in time thereafter that no one's going to give me all the answers. I must become my own teacher to grow into the master that I am meant to be. Because by being a black belt and knowing that I didn't have all the answers yet, then it was like, holy cow. I thought when I got my black belt, I would be done. Close the book. My movie's over. I have all the moves and I'm set. It wasn't the case. I would go so far to say that's that, just beginning just the beginning true the black belt is the white belt who never quit. there's all these right. say <laughs> but really the black belt is when it really does just begin wow. because now you have a grip on the art and the amount of innovation. I would say that I've invented more techniques and done more and learned more and and grown more from black belt till now than I did from white to black belt wow in terms of how much new jiu-jitsu uh, exists in my life. So there's so much to learn there's so much to invent it's endless. So that being said the black belt was permission to become my own teacher so the grandmaster principle as we end the book is my very deliberate attempt to empower every reader to become their own teacher right i've given you our operating system in a book i've given you 32 videos to teach you the physical application of these techniques so that they're contextually um relevant discussions when we enter the pages of the chapter and we start talking about life and business application i've set the framework for you to absorb all of these principles and make the jujitsu black belts operating system your own whether you've ever done jujitsu or not doesn't matter you're going to be able to essentially download right through your own study of this book our operating system. You get to skip the line, so to speak. NetCredit
2: is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit, credit to the people.
3: A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics because that's who we are. Now, at the end of all this,
1: I have two requests in the Grandmaster chapter. Number one. Trust yourself enough with the material that I've provided to be your own teacher, to make the adjustments on the fly, to create techniques in the middle of nowhere. Like I said, I'm in a situation with Shane that I don't have a move. I've never been there before. But because I had these principles, guess what? The moves, it revealed themselves to me. But I'll tell you this right now. No technique ever revealed itself to me that I didn't first believe was possible. Mm -hmm. Right? If I didn't believe that Shane was a solvable puzzle, I wouldn't have entered the car to begin with. Right. And that's what most people are missing, the belief that the answer is out there, the belief that if they seek, they shall find, whether it be through a book, through a mentor, through a practice of a martial art, through the answers are out there. Whatever you're struggling with, someone has dealt with it before. Now, you can pursue that information, reconnaissance principle, and gather that information, or you can trust that it exists, put yourself in the trenches, and let yourself reveal the answer on your own. That's another viable option. But you need to have an operating system that is designed for dealing with adversity. And that's what I think this book does above everything else. The second request, as I wrap up the book, is please give Jiu-Jitsu a try. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, as I said in the very beginning, my number one problem, as I said in the beginning, 99.9% of people know jujitsu, but have never given it a try. I'm not going to rest until all of them have given it a try. And if I don't succeed, I'll die trying. That's my legacy. That's what I want to do here, right? All of the schools, hundreds of schools we have around the world, a website, gracieuniversity.com, specifically for people who don't have a school near them. They can learn online from home and every one of our lessons is in order. So you can actually learn all the techniques. And actually, once you learn the material, you can go to one of the schools and test for a belt promotion because all of it's there, wow. what you need for each of the milestones as you're climbing through this journey. So this website was done with this mindset. If you're too scared to go to a school, log on to GracieUniversity.com, watch the first three, four, five lessons for free. And then once you see them and you go, holy cow, I could do this. Wow. Then you go find a school and then you go train somewhere and you continue the journey. So. My goal is to create the avenues through which anyone can be introduced to jiu-jitsu if they have an internet connection or a school near them, then there's no excuse. Go give you to a try. Now, like I said, you have to be very selective with who you let teach you in the beginning because injuries are so common. Yeah. Um, at schools where, And the number one criteria that I will just say is if they have a school where beginners, brand new students, are sparring with other beginners, it's a disaster waiting to happen because I don't know enough to keep myself safe, which means I panic, which means I'm not keeping you safe. So we're both liabilities to each other. And sadly, 98, 99% of Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools are having beginners spar within a few weeks, Mar- if not on the first day. So it's, it's, it's a, quite a disaster. So for our schools, we don't do that. You're going to be a beginner for several months. You're going to be learning all the mechanics of how to move safely, of how to do joint locks, of where you're safe, where you're not, so that when you eventually spar at a higher level, you can do so without hurting yourself or someone else. So that's my my, my cautionary tale. But like I said... I want everyone who reads this book, by the time they're done, to say, holy cow, I've got the operating system. Let me go try the art that everyone, Ooh, Mark cool. Zuckerberg included, is falling in love with. And now, I'm the great Lewis too. of School of I'm Greatness. A, I'm going to
0: do it also, man. Next week. There you go. Next so couple weeks, I'm in.
1: All it took was your first class being done right. And you're like, okay, welcome to jiu-jitsu. You're, you're okay. You're on the other side now. And that's how I believe this is. There's an entire population of the world, but they're split into two groups. People who've done jujitsu and people who don't. And the people who don't can be karate, can be taekwondo, can be this. And they can even be other grappling arts. Jiu-jitsu is the one. And wow. it's not the one. Not that there aren't other arts of other grappling arts that are easy. You might have someone that's very proficient and can defeat someone who does jujitsu. But back to square one. Jiu-jitsu. The reason jiu-jitsu is the best is because it can do the most mm. for the people with the least physical attributes. In the least amount of time, there's no other art that can do more for someone with less than jujitsu. jitsu Quote me on that. I got, I got it, man. Quote me on that.
0: 32 Principles, Harnessing the Power of Jiu-Jitsu to Succeed in Business, Relationships, and Life. Make sure you guys get a few copies. We'll have all this stuff linked up as well. I got two final questions for you. Um, but before I ask those questions, Henner, I appreciate you for demonstrating. And again, we'll link up the video where Henner just destroys me. Um, and shows me how incompetent I am as a human being. Don't make it sound so you bad, I mean? bro.
1: <laughs> Hold on, but on
0: the other side of that, there was a breakthrough. There was a moment of, imagine if you learn this. Of course, no. It, just make sure you tell them that too, though. It's smart, though, because I was like, "Oh, how do I defend this? <laughs> well, come back for Nick class. I got gotcha. you. Exactly, hook. Um, but I would acknowledge you for your commitment and your passion to bring this art and this, really, these strategies to the world. You know, I don't know if I've had someone this passionate on the show in probably ten years. I about, appreciate about what that you, about about what they do, about the mission. Yeah, about so the I mission. Could, Listen, I, I was born into this family.
1: I didn't have a choice to start learning. I tried to quit at least seventeen times when really? I was eleven. Mm-hmm. Easily, uh, too close. You know what I'm saying? Too close. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go, Dad. I don't. Okay, you're staying home until I get back in seven hours. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, you go to class and you do it. You rough it out and you make it happen. Um, but the point is, I didn't have a choice to be born into this family. I, felt, I, I started learning as a kid. I tried to quit when I was 11, 12. I started teaching at 13 years old. Wow! Once I saw, for my first student of my life, Robert Mendoza Jr., a five-year-old boy who was getting bullied. Once I saved him, changed his life forever. Brilliant. His dad, I can't thank you. I'm 13 years old. And the dad is thanking me like I'm like, you know, this holy figure. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty addicting. <laughs> it's pretty addicting to be the, the deliverer of freedom, of uh, confidence, mm-hmm. of
0: Peace. truth, yeah,
1: Jujitsu, yeah. truth, and people coming to you with all kinds of problems and jujitsu being such a massive solution on the mat and off the mat. Yes, It's such a unique existence. So I became addicted to the giving aspect because let's be honest, who are the happiest people you know? The ones who
0: give the yeah. most. The ones who are in service too. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I got addicted to the service and the art, yeah. right? Well, I'm in high school and some guy wants to tussle with me, And i'm like line them up and i tap out the entire volleyball team 13 guys on wood floor hardwood. everyone gets tapped out back to back. wow and one day at high volleyball practice when the coach was late for practice Uh one guy wants to wrestle with me i tap him out another guy puts his hand up everyone taps out and then they go tell everyone in the whole school and i'm like wow this is pretty cool to have a superpower yeah yeah. the point is going through high school with jiu-jitsu it's a different species a different existence so all of these i became addicted in so many different ways And then when I started seeing how these jiu-jitsu principles started to serve me entrepreneurially right as a growing jiu-jitsu business, and then many other businesses, Quick Flip, SleeperHold.com, the travel pillow that I invented, you start to get addicted to the fact that, wow, if I apply jiu-jitsu, not just on the map, but I apply it everywhere, this is crazy. So now it's done so much for me, both as a practitioner, as a disciple of the art, and as a deliverer, a messenger of the art, that all I think is, man, Every single person that I touch and I infect with jujitsu and I bring into jujitsu, their life will forever change because of my enthusiasm, right? The energy, or what the world calls the energy.
0: <laughs> the energy. <laughs> where do you think it'd be if you were just, uh, you know, not just, but if you went through school as maybe an elite athlete of volleyball or swimming or some other sport and you never did martial arts? Where do you think it'd be now if you never did martial arts?
1: Bro, that's like asking to strip the hydrogen away from H2O. You just can't. There's no water without hydrogen. Do you understand? There's no Henner without jujitsu. It doesn't exist. I didn't have a choice, and I'm glad I did not yeah. because everything good in my life today I attribute to jujitsu and these principles and their wow. impact personally and professionally. So to, you can't separate what is actually inseparable. My it head. fundamentally becomes something different. Yes. So then we're talking about a different movie, a different book, a different ending. I don't even care to know that person. Mm. I don't even care to know the Henner without Jujitsu because it's just another human being. And I could have excelled in many other categories. Great. As you've done as well. But I'm, it's, you can't even call him Henner with an R, pronounced with an H. You couldn't even do that because he's not a member of the Gracie family. He's not got this crazy name pronunciation. Wow. Everything falls apart without Jujitsu, bro.
0: <laughs> Uh, I got to get more of this energy in my life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a question I ask everyone at the end called the three truths. So imagine a hypothetical scenario. You live for as long as you want to live in this life. And you get to accomplish and create and experience all the beautiful things that you want. But for whatever reason, it's the last day for you in this life. It'll be 100, 200 years away, whatever it is. And... You've got to take all of your messages with you. This book is gone. This interview is gone. Every training program you've ever created, video, content, gone. No one has access to you anymore, except for three final truths that you get to share with the world. This is all they remember. What would those lessons be, or those three truths be, if that's all people had? Help enough people get what they want, and you can have anything you
1: want, would be one. A second truth, whoever manages the distance manages the damage. Uh. And the third truth would be, let me talk about advice, love and trust fully, period. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that you've never lived life, Mm. you've never lived life fully unless you've loved fully and trusted fully. I know many very successful people who have no love in their hearts and no trust in their hearts. And it doesn't matter what you reach, you're alone. No, no. And what value is a life of 200 years or less or more if you're alone? Wow. So time you have on this earth, do it loving fully and trusting fully yeah. in those closest to you. Even if it means you get hurt,
0: well, oh, man, that's true. You feel
1: me? Even if you risk of getting hurt, that's the definition of courage. Knowing that things might not pan out, but you do it anyways.
0: Yes, those are great three truths, man. Final question for you: What's your definition of greatness? The progressive realization of a worthy ideal, which I got
1: from someone. Um, was was it Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar? Right. The definition of greatness, the definition of success, the definition, whatever you set your mind to do that is meaningful for you. If it's share jujitsu with the world, here we are. I'm doing my thing. If it's share messages of greatness with the world, you're this is greatness. If it's be a housewife and a mom, because that's what you dreamt of and that's what you set out to do, that's greatness. Right. So it's not a there's no categorical right and wrong. It's you are pursuing the path that you set for yourself. Because you determined that that was the most meaningful existence for yourself. And if you're on that path, that's greatness. The problem is we live in a day and age where how many people are on a path that they just fell into to pay this, to do this, to do that. You know, how you got to pay bills. So I'm doing a job that I hate, spending eight, ten hours a day doing something I hate. And then after work, spending an hour going and doing, you know, pickleball or handball or football or jujitsu an hour or two a week. My question is, in that situation, what are you doing to turn your passion into your profession? Yes. What deliberate steps are you taking so you can shift the balance right, from a 80-20 to that 20% becoming the new 80? And maybe there's still some things you have to do that you don't wake up and are excited to do every single day. But the majority of your existence is in a pillar of what you determine to be greatness for yourself.